Welcome to the first episode of Away Days presented by the Inter-Miami Podcast. I am your co-host, Callie Rudia. And I'm Brandon Griffin. Welcome aboard, everyone. Yeah, I'm, I'm really excited for what we're doing here. The, the Inter-Miami Podcast universe is expanding like the Big Bang, baby. We're just, we're just growing and growing, and, and this is something really cool that we're really excited about. Um, yeah, we're, we're just, uh, this is going to be not necessarily Inter-Miami based, but you know, us being Inter-Miami fans, we'll, we'll jump into it. We'll, we'll talk about it. I'm, I'm, I'm sure it'll be plenty of conversation, but our focus is going to be more on MLS and what's going on around the league. So that's what we're here for. That's right. MLS with an Inter-Miami flair. Yeah, man. We're not Fan and Jay. We're not, which is you know, depends how you look at it is, is a good thing or, or a bad thing, but we're definitely um, better looking. Yeah. I mean, that's, that goes without saying, but, um, today's episode guys, we're just going to keep it really simple. We're just going to kind of introduce ourselves, let you know, um, kind of what we're going to be doing around here. Um, and we're, we're, we'll touch on a couple things, nothing too crazy though, just to give you guys a little taste. So we, so we can keep you coming back for more. So, uh, Brandon, why don't you introduce yourself to the IMPC universe? Is this your IMPC universe debut? No, I I was on the uh, World Cup coverage. Ah, by right, the way, right. I was the only one to predict the winner correctly and never got my moment in the sun. So that is true. Picked Argentina, <laughs> but uh, yeah, for those of you guys who don't know me, I'm Brandon Griffin, uh, B Griff eighty nine in the Inner Miami Podcast Discord. Um, you know, really excited to, to be launching this show with Callie, um, you know, started following soccer really in 2010 with the South Africa world cup, watched the U S men's national team play and, um, actually met probably my first love Steven Gerrard in that tournament. My man. Uh, his, his game against the U S inspired me to start following Liverpool uh, so diehard Scouser, as I know, everybody knows my co-host is as well. So, you know, that got me into footy and, you know, one, once a local team was announced with, with Beckham, I had to go all in. So season ticket holder, go to every game and, you know, really enjoying seeing all the different teams and learning about what their culture is and, seeing their different supporters groups and rituals and, and really think that uh, MLS doesn't get enough credit for the, the environment that it's created. And I think, uh, you know, if we can shed a little light on what other teams are doing and educate uh, fans, that's, that's what we want to do. Love it. Yep. We are, we're, we are both Scousers. We are both Liverpool fans. So I'm sure that will make its way into the, into the show plenty of times. Um, so you, you guys are just going to have to deal with that. But um, yeah, my very similar to, to Brent, um, my, my love for footy came from Steven Gerrard. England was playing against Germany. I don't remember exactly the year. It, I, that makes me a terrible fan. But I see a guy from England, a midfielder, hit a shot from like just past the half line. And I was just amazed. Like a guy that's never really watched soccer. I, I, had a, I grew up in a baseball background. You know, I love American football. Um, but I saw that and I was at my cousin's house actually, and he had like this, this illegal box. That's how we were able to watch this. <laughs> and after we saw, after the game, we, we, we ran to his room, we fired up the PlayStation, fired up FIFA. And I'm like, who's this Steven Gerrard guy? And I was just searching through 
teams. And finally, I found him. And yeah, I fell in love with Liverpool. I mean, it was tough to get games at that time, but I watched whenever I could. You know, I remember seeing the the Champions League in, in Istanbul to come back against uh, AC Milan. You know, Stevie winning the FA Cup. <coughs> Me coughing. Um, uh, you know, and my, my love grew from there. And to be honest, I, I never paid attention to MLS um, ever. I, it was it was irrelevant to me. Um, you know, I, I just focused on strictly European football, strictly Liverpool. And then once I saw that Miami was getting a franchise, it's like, okay, cool. This is an opportunity to support my local team. And again, not paying attention to MLS. I felt like, okay, this is cool. It was like a five-year process until we were finally on the pitch for the first time. And, um, of course, year one, we get hit with COVID. So didn't get to go see them. And then year two, my, my wife was pregnant. So I wasn't able to go to any of the games. I watched almost all of them and, and got involved with the Inter-Miami podcast, Discord, and all that stuff. And then year three, I finally, you know, me living in West Kendall, going to drive Pink was tough with a young baby. Had, I got that half-season package. And this year, I'm all out, man. I'm, I'm going every game. I'm really excited. So that's that's my story. That's my my love for footy. It's it's all thanks to Steven Gerrard. Yeah, as uh, you know, man's a legend. Not only yeah. is he inspired footballers, but now podcasters. <laughs> exactly. You know, I, I love talking about footy because it's you know it's what we do on on weekends. It's it consumes at this point now. I think it consumes every single day of my life. Like there's yeah. a day that I'm not active in the Discord. There's not a day that I'm not watching something or talking about it. And then you know some of you may know I'm also on Dreaming of Freedom. So there's a bunch of stuff that goes into there. You know we were both part of the World Cup coverage. So it, it's pretty much in, engulfed my life by this point. Yeah, we really have found a way to talk about it every day, twenty four seven, just about. So, which I'm not complaining. I love, I love it, you know. And and we've met a lot of great people through the Discord, and you know, in our travels and times at games and stuff. So hopefully, we'll get to bring some of those voices to you guys through the podcast. Um, you know, again, like like we said, it's going to be uh, a quick weekly MLS rundown from us. We'll go over what's happening in the league, um, big news, any kind of stories that, that are mainstream that we want to cover, we'll, we'll talk about. And just looking to, to bring a little Miami flair to, to MLS coverage because I think, uh, I think there's a lot of MLS podcasts out there that do a great job but are really formal and can tell you, you know, the XG and, and – um, break break tactics down and stuff like that but we're looking to be a little more casual and you know just have a good time and you know you guys crack open a, a beer or pour a pour a beverage and sit and hang out with us for a half hour 45 minutes every every week absolutely yeah and also you know us being our miami fans you know and and presumably a lot of our listeners are going to be inner miami fans and, and associated with the inner miami podcast in some way shape or form um, our goal is once we get closer to game days, we want to highlight whichever team we're covering. So in the next couple of weeks, we'll have a, you know, an episode where we talk pretty heavily about Montreal and, and, you know, everything that comes up to there. But again, we're just giving you a little taste today. Not too much. Just a little moose boosh today. Yeah, that's it. That's it. We're the appetizer. <laughs> For now. For that's now. right. Yeah. 
But uh, there are a couple things we want to discuss. <laughs> you know, uh, there, there's a couple big storylines that happened um, throughout the summer, right? And there, and we would be remiss not to at least touch on these a little bit, episode one, <coughs> right? So, man, we're both coughing. This is a disaster. Yeah. Um, <laughs> of course, we've both been battling a cough the, the day we uh, decide to record for day one, but it is what That's it is. That's all right. It we'll just be adds better next time. Hopefully, <laughs> it's been three weeks, man. This shit's not going away. But, uh, <clears throat> um, but the first thing I want to touch on is the Apple TV deal. Okay, if you're a season ticket holder, you've paid at least twenty five percent of your deposit. You receive the email directly from the league, or perhaps from the club. I don't, I don't know how it works, club to club. But with an access code to log into Apple TV, it was a disaster for me to start off. But once I got in. Once I got connected, I am absolutely hooked to the Apple TV, the MLS Pass on Apple TV. I've Same. sat and I've watched. I've, I think I've watched everything already. Like I don't think there's anything I haven't watched. I think I think I haven't gone through all the player profiles yet, but I watched all the rituals, which was awesome. Uh, the movement series was incredible. Um, icons, all that stuff. Like I'm me personally, I'm hooked. <laughs> I agree. I agree, you know, I've been working my way, you know, first day I think I watched all the Inner Miami content there was, um, which there wasn't a ton of, to be fair, but, um, you know, because we're doing this podcast, I went through and watched a bunch of the stuff the other teams put out, and like, it just, again, it just highlights like the great fan culture that's been built for such a young league. And, you know, it's just amazing seeing the rituals, as you mentioned. That's That part is one of my favorites that they've done so far. And I hope they do more of that because it just it just shows why we all love the game. You know, we go to the game, we may cheer for another team. But, you know, at the end of the day, we're all just playing footy or watching footy. And, and that's it. Yeah. And, you know, I'll be the first to admit, though, I was really... Um, I was very vocal in my opposition to this deal because I think it's, it's, it in my mind it was going to act as a gatekeeper, and that's the last thing MLS needs is another gatekeeper uh, to keep casual fans from coming in. But you know, seeing the final product and seeing the polished product, I think, yeah, maybe the casual person isn't going to pay for this, but I think there's enough free games that are not behind the paywall that can bring those casual people in and you know as the content develops and there's more things on there to watch i i could totally see if i wasn't a season ticket holder i'd probably pay for it um you know i enjoy being able to go back and rewatch all the games i think that's great so i'm really excited to see what they do with the live game coverage because if there's like multiple camera angles or stats you can put on while you're watching it, I mean, I think that's going to be really cool. Yeah, um, I share. I think I share similar sentiment. Um, I think as a season ticket holder, it's a great deal. Like you don't have to pay for it; you just get the code, you sign in. That's great. I know that probably in terms of MLS, the season ticket holder is probably more the exception than the rule. Um, you know, I, I don't think, at least with Miami, I think we are we number at about. The number hovers around 5,000 for season ticket holders, um, which is great. But um, I was looking at it. It's $14.99 a month um, for the MLS Pass, which is a lot of money. 
that's 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 a that's a heavy price to pay. And if you're casual, like you're someone that just see maybe turns it on if you're flipping through a TV, you're not paying that fourteen ninety nine. And yeah, there's forty percent of the games that are going to be on free. But if you're asking someone to invest in the league, I think you know putting kind of a paywall behind a paywall if you really look at it. Um, yeah, it, it's it's uh, you know. <laughs> It's upsetting, and I know Fox has a rights for for a few games and stuff like that too. Uh, I'm not totally clear and all that, but um, I will say if it's something you want to invest in, I think it's worth it. Um, I personally, I'll, and I'll be completely honest, um, and maybe it's because I'm a teacher in the state of Florida and we don't got it like that, but um, I don't know if I'd pay $14.99 um, to watch games. I would definitely mooch off someone who does because the positive is you get, what, six free people able to join your your account which is great if you um, have an apple device if you have i have device. an android device and i can't share it with anybody <laughs> yeah i have it was it was really weird for me when i signed on because i tried to read I, I was at work i tried to redeem the code on my apple iphone and it, it, it wouldn't let me it kept on saying like oh you have to update you have to update and i updated and it wasn't working so then I redeemed it on my laptop. That's not an Apple product. I have an Acer Nitro, which is a gaming computer, and it uploaded. But I wasn't able to click on anything. So I can can go to different pages, and I can go to different, like I can go to like the rituals and stuff like that. But as soon as I tried to hit play, nothing happened. So then like two hours passed by, and eventually my, my iPhone like lets me use MLS Pass. And then I got home, and I went on my Roku TV or whatever, the my Fire TV, and I, <coughs> I up I downloaded Apple TV and it worked perfectly. So a couple kinks, a couple things to work out. But overall, I think the product is great. Um, I am a little frustrated in the fact that you you are definitely uh, pricing out a lot of fans. But like you know, again, I think the league just wants their money up front. I think Apple gave them something like two hundred fifty, three hundred million dollars up front, like. Yeah. I get what they did that, but I, I I don't know what what will I don't know if we'll know what the effects are of that for for probably a couple of years. Yeah, and you know my hope is is so, you know, the way I kind of understand it is teams were kind of put in a rush to get the content out for this launch. Um, I think, you know, I think I saw somewhere where like it was like a month before launch they were told they need to have all this content on and ready for for launch. So. I, I think that's probably why the content's a little bit lighter for some teams. Um, but I do think that if they continue and like do, you know, maybe like a hard knocks or an all all or nothing type show on there and add content, I could see maybe two or three years down the line it being worth the fourteen ninety nine. Um, but because I agree with you, I think that price is very steep. Um so, you know, it's easy for me to say, yeah, oh, yeah, I would pay for it because it's included in my season ticket. So it's not <laughs> – I'm not having to do that or make that decision. But if I wasn't a diehard or a cat – if I was a casual fan, I don't think I would – I think I would agree with you. I don't think I would pay for it. I would just watch what was on TV or, you know, it's probably even cheaper to buy a cheap seats ticket and go to a game or something, you know. Yeah, it's um, I mean, again, there are positives like no blackouts, which was a, which is a huge issue. You know, you you don't you can watch your game in in region, which is which is awesome. Yeah, you know, it's definitely better than like the Marlins and the Valleys deal, 
which you, you can watch basically nothing unless you have like one very specific provider. Um, <laughs> so if you have access to it, it's, it's fantastic. I think it's a great tool. There's a lot of great stuff. And I think I heard, if I understand correctly, like MLS is going to be doing like a documentary throughout the year. Um, I think it's like, I don't know if you've seen the, the A-League documentary on YouTube at all. Oh, it's but, fantastic. Yeah, I think it's going to be something very similar to that that MLS is going to be doing. That would be great. And, you know, I, again, I can see where this could evolve into something that may be worth that. Um, so, you know, it's kind of hard to evaluate if what it's going to be in the future based off what it is now. But, um, you know, I'm hopeful. Um, I like what I've seen so far. Yeah. So Apple TV, it's great. Um I think it's going to do a lot of good. I think there's a lot of kinks to work out. I, I do think it's it's a bit of gatekeeping, but it is what it is. But yeah. um, moving forward, um, we have a new member of the league, St. Louis FC. Our beloved Indiana Vasilev was taken from us, but brought into a really cool franchise that's, uh, you know, kind of followed like the, the Nashville model sort of of like they were a usl club kind of worked their way up type of thing um <laughs> the stadium looks awesome amazing um, the i can't jerseys wait are really to go cool. <laughs> i was man it was tough i was looking at flights to st louis for that for the match it's the week after dc and i have to go to dc because i have to go look at houses and stuff yeah um yeah, because unfortunately I'm, I'm leaving. Well, not unfortunately, I'm very excited to be leaving South Florida. But, you know, and it worked out like, you know, we have to go to D.C. anyway. Like, let's go. I'm a teacher, so I'm off during the summers. Like, let's go during this. We'll go watch the game. My wife has no interest in going to the game, so she won't go. Her and my daughter will go sightseeing, but I will go. Um, <coughs> and, man, yeah, I was looking at flights were just ridiculous for St. Louis, man. I was yeah. talking, like, I was seeing like 400 something. Like, oh, maybe I'll wait. But then, it, you know, I talked to my wife, like, okay, let's go up for D.C., so I'm not going to make it to St. Louis, but it's a trip I do want to take eventually. Yeah, I wouldn't even have to go as an away fan, honestly. I would just go, you know, one day just to see it because I, I think it's a beautiful stadium. You know, having been to baseball games in St. Louis, if they can bring just like a fraction of that atmosphere to the to the pitch, the soccer stadium, it's going to be magical playing there and yeah, seeing well- games there. And what's great for St. Louis is that they don't have to acquire new fans. They have their own oh, fans yeah. already. Um, and St. Louis is a great sports town. Mm-hmm. I mean, the, the the Cardinals are like a beloved Major League Baseball franchise. One of the few that still frequently has high attendance numbers. Um, <laughs> you know, I mean, I say St. <coughs> I say St. Louis is a great sports town, but then like the Rams left and stuff like that, and like the spirit left the NBA and stuff like that. Like it's, a, it's an absolute disaster. So maybe it's not a great sports town, but well, <laughs> it's um, like, look at Austin. Austin has MLS and that's it. And that's like a crazy sports town now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But um, looking at the roster, it's, it's, I mean, it's about what you'd expect an, an expansion franchise to be. Um, yeah. I remember looking through it and I knew aside from Indy, a couple of names. I, I know Berkey from the, from his days at the Bundesliga and, wasn't that good towards the end of his time over there yeah but <laughs> yeah i mean we'll we'll see um you know it gave it to miami to scrimmage the other day so i mean i don't know but well that's true uh but you know part of it is uh they're they're in the west now so 
that conference was already extremely challenging. Um, so, you know, I, I would like to see them do well um, because I, I think they've done everything right. They're putting all the building blocks in place to be successful. So maybe they don't have success right away. Maybe they squeak into the playoffs would be my guess for them. But um, I, I think they're they're setting themselves up to be a powerhouse from like – for, for the for the future because you know they are, they've already got an academy they're already developing youth players they played in MLS next pro last last year so mm-hmm. there's a lot of like key things that they're doing that I, I really like um, so you know hopefully hopefully they they have a good good season um, you know I, I, I'm pulling for them yeah I'm, I'm looking at the west now and <laughs> I mean, it's it's pretty top heavy, and there's some teams that are kind of going through it right now. Um, so they they might sneak into the playoffs, but let's say they they don't have like a big name there. They don't have like, you know, a guy yet. But again, they're yeah. they're doing things they're doing things slowly. Um, <coughs> but with St. Louis going into the West, we welcome Nashville back into the East, which I'm so excited about. <laughs> yes. Yes, our really expansion ex- brother. Our expansion brother was kind of had a better go at it than we have. Not kind of. <laughs> <laughs> I'm being nice to us. <laughs> um, but you know, it, it's it's going to be exciting. They're they're a fun team. You know, they they're kind of I'm not going to say in a rebuild right now, but they're you know in transition. They're they're in a transition period. Yeah, yeah. and they're going to be. You know, probably clawing for for a bottom end playoff spot. I think they're better yeah. than that. I think they're better than a lot of teams in the East. Like, I think they're better than Atlanta right now. I think they're better than you know probably NYC FC right now. I think they're better oh, yeah. than Revs. You know, better Montreal, than Montreal. We really don't know what we're getting. We had Montreal kind of a yeah. fire sale, so they have they be better than them. Yeah, so. They could probably still like squeeze into the playoffs, considering that there's several teams in the East that are that are going through it right now. Um, yeah. <laughs> sorry, guys. Sorry, this this cough is killing me. <laughs> yeah, but you know we've got. You know it's it's just good to have them back in the East. You know it'll be good to play against them again, and and you know I. Th- think it's pretty fun um they have a pretty good rivalry going with atlanta right now that's kind of developing and you know um glad to see them back in the east where that that rivalry can kind of continue to grow and you know maybe they have another rivalry uh that goes up because i kind of look at them in the calendar and say oh i'd like to beat them only because we were expansion brothers yeah so you know, it, it's good to have them back, and hopefully, uh, hopefully they're glad to be here. <laughs> yeah, I, I and I think it adds to kind of like this unspoken like southern rivalry that that kind of yeah. exists. Like it's almost like an SEC. Know. Yeah, rivalry, like yeah. you know, like you have Atlanta, Orlando, Miami, Orlando, Charlotte, Atlanta. You know, then throwing Nashville into the mix, you could probably even argue DC's in that mix too. I'd like, put them there. You know, it's it's you know it's it's pretty it's gonna be pretty cool. I think there's there's kind of like an unspoken pride thing in that regard. Um, yeah. So yeah. Yeah, exciting. Yeah. 
and then, <laughs> sorry. Yeah, no, and then, you know, the, the <laughs> continued development of our academies is really something um, I'm looking forward to this year. I know, you know, from an inner Miami perspective, we have a lot of great prospects coming up and a lot of guys who will hopefully get some minutes. But, um, you know, seeing guys like, uh, you know, the Aronson brothers in Philly, both make big money moves. Uh, Caden Clark from Red Bulls make a big move. Um, finally moving over uh, last month. You know, I'm really excited to see us actually developing homegrown talent and not just going overseas and saying, hey, I'm going to buy that 33-year-old or, you know, whatever. Uh, to fill a need, I'm going to have a guy I can pull out of my academy seeing the number of academies that we have now and seeing MLS Next Pro add teams from outside of the MLS culture or um, to it to kind of increase the competition there, I think is only going to help uh, help with the development of the, the youth. And, you know, I, I'm really excited to see who that next, next big sale is overseas um, because I don't think there's a clear-cut person that we're looking at like um, – and can say, hey, that that that's the guy who's going over to the Bundesliga or or to the EPL or whatever. Yeah, yeah, and I we saw kind of like several in succession happen pretty quickly over the off season. Like, you know, like we saw Aronson happening, and we saw Caden Clark, we saw Duran go Gaga, West, Gaga Salonina going to Chelsea, Duran going to West Ham. Like, you know, there, there's there was kind of a, a quick succession of of some good young players going overseas, which. I think at the end of the day, that's kind of what you expect MLS to be. Like, we want to be this league that develops good players, and then we send them off to Europe, and, and they go on and, and ex- increase the national brand of us. Um, you know, like, like there's always a competition. Like, oh, what can MLS do to compete with the Premier League and Bundesliga and Serie A and all those? The thing is, there's nothing you can do to compete with them. You know, we have to embrace the brand that we are, and I think we can become this this league that starts developing American youth talent, you know? Yeah, and I think, you know, we're starting to see a world where soccer isn't the fifth, sixth sporting option anymore. You know, it's a lot of kids' first option, and we're starting to see, um, see that come to fruition. I mean, and the other thing, too, is like, a lot of soccer hotbeds have only recently gotten MLS teams. You know, yeah. Miami, North Carolina is a huge youth soccer area, and for them to have Charlotte now to develop their their talent there is just going to be great for that area. And I guarantee you, some future U.S. men's national team players are getting ready to go into that academy because there's some big talent there. Not to mention out west, you know, with the two LA teams competing for talent out there, um, really competing for a lot of dual nationals and stuff too, which is exciting in its own right. So, you know, I, I think that's something we'll probably touch back on throughout the season. But really, really can't wait to see who's going to be that next guy to take the next step. Yeah, yeah, it's 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 a fun time right now in MLS. By the numbers, MLS last year was had more viewership than baseball and hockey in terms of professional sports. So it was third between behind the NFL and the NBA, according to a graph I saw. Um, 
you know, then you, you throw in the college sports, like college football and college basketball are like, you know, going to have probably higher numbers than MLS too. But yeah, I think to your, I think that speaks to your point that, uh, you know, soccer is becoming to be taking, taken more seriously in the States now. And I think now like the, it, it happens every world cup, right? Like, we catch a bit of that soccer fever every time where the U.S. participates in the World Cup. And the fact that we're hosting in 2026, I think that's going to give us like a violent shove into more youth participation in sports, into more viewership, into more people attending MLS games. And honestly, even like people supporting their local clubs and going to USL league games and, and supporting their college teams too and, and WSL. And, you know, there's a, there's a lot of good professional footy out there man you just if you just got to look for it yeah i mean you know we hosted 94 and we got mls out of that so you know something's coming out of 2026 it'll be added growth for all leagues i think because you know to be fair to to usl too i mean like look at louisville city i mean they're pumping out talent mm-hmm. they've made more sales internationally than some mls teams have from their academy and you know the nwsl is hopefully going to expand i'd love to have a team down here Mm -hmm. um because you know i think they put on a great product and with their deal i think they're on paramount now Mm -hmm. um you know i've been able to watch quite a few games and they're doing some great stuff too so you know all that just bodes well for the the future of, of soccer in the country yeah absolutely uh, it's definitely trending in the right direction. It's definitely going where it's it's definitely going where we we'd like it to go, um, you know. And I think with the World Cup coming up, and, and this is something I, I spoke pretty we we spoke we've spoken about it on when I, you know Dreaming of Freedom and and we've spoken about it in Discord. The issue with America is that our best athletes don't play soccer; they play football, they play basketball, you know, baseball, hockey for the most part. Um, I think once there's this fervor for soccer here, we're going to see some of those kids that may play football or, or basketball or baseball or, or hockey or something and say, you know what? I, th- I think I want to give this soccer thing a shot. And who knows what the transformation of that can be. So. Yeah. I agree. I agree. It's exciting. Yeah. So um, with that, um, I think that's all we got, right? That I mean, yeah. This is, this is our moosh boosh. <laughs> yeah. Thirty minutes of content for you guys. Keep you coming yeah. back for more. I know. Yeah. Uh, uh, in the weeks coming, we're gonna have a, a full off season recap. Uh, kind of dive into some of the bigger storylines for this off season. Um, review some of the bigger things coming up during for the season that we're excited about, and and of course we're gonna talk some Montreal as we get closer to playing our season opener. Yeah, looking forward to it and can't wait to break this stuff down with you guys going forward. Thank you guys for giving us a listen on the first episode. I promise the coughing will be better in the next episode. I would hope um, so. <laughs> yeah. Uh, um, real quick, uh, we are on Twitter. We are officially on social media. You can follow us at Away Days IMPC. That is Away Days IMPC, like in the Miami podcast. And, yeah, follow, subscribe, do the whole song and dance, give us five stars. You know, make us feel good because we're trying really hard and we're battling sickness. It's the least you can do. We're doing this for you. 
Yeah, we're doing absolutely. it for you guys. <laughs> but with uh, that, uh, I'm Callie. And I'm Brandon. And we're out of here. Yeah, see you guys next time.